Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs, the only watch podcast that's not going there to die. We're going there to find out if we're really alive. You have made it all the way to episode 222, or trip two, as the kids, kids are, kids are uh, what, two, two cubed, two cubed, two cubed for school? Two cubed. Two cubed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. TBWS episode two cubed. Michael, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm, I have guitar fever. Michael and I were, 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 were speaking prolifically long about guitar talk. And then we remembered, oh yeah, we, we have to record a watch podcast. You can, I mean, you can unlock some, some very unscripted, uh, guitar talk on our Patreon channel. Oh, there's a couple <laughs> gear episodes. Yeah. Oh, we should yeah. do another gear episode on Patreon. We we, some, some, some folks on the Slack have, have said that, um, and yeah, it, it would be fun. We we always draw parallels between watches and guitars. I think it helps us understand things a little bit. Um, yeah. All great hobbies. Yeah, poor financial decisions. I think both of them <laughs> tend to go <laughs> hand in hand pretty well. Yeah. You know? This is going to be a lot of fun, though. You have made it all the way on your motherfucking orological journey with the two both watch knobs to episode 222, where we've decided to bring back a fan favorite i'm honestly i have no idea if it's a fan favorite but michael and i'd like doing it so fuck you people would like we're bringing back a fan favorite watch brands we know nothing about so this this is actually a really fun segment where michael and i literally choose like the night before a watch brand we know nothing about we'll maybe research for like two minutes and then we'll get on air and um just kind of learn about and discover and honestly just really discuss the brand <laughs> uh, in real time, very loosely, because every brand we've had on here, for the most part, have been brands that people just don't really know that much about. Although I will say, I think the episode where we did Jack H. Rowe, I think I talked a fuck ton in that episode because I really like that brand a lot. You do like that brand. This is also <laughs> a really, this is really a funny kind of episode to to land on if this is your first TBW episode or if this is the first time you're ever listening to us. Because I just wonder, I wonder what the thought process is for that kind of individual. So you guys don't know about this thing that you're going to talk about. And I just, no nope. finding podcasts uh, with, with authorities on watches in general. And you guys don't know that yeah, it, it, it's going to be fun if this is your first time. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> All right. Um, but that's basically, it's going to be a lot of fun. But before that, if for some reason this is your first episode of TBWS, you should know that you are here for an historic moment. Michael, for the 222nd time, kind of, would you like to do an audio wrist check with me? Did we say the brand that we're doing? I can't remember. I'm fucking stupid. What brand are we doing? Tell everyone, tell everyone since I'm talking too much and I've clearly just don't understand what we're doing. Tell them what brand we're doing. It's been a while since we've done this one. So this is watch brands we know nothing about, Certina. And bless you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. That's so good. That's <laughs> literally an orological dad joke. <laughs> but yes, we we also do wrist checks. Uh, so this is the 222nd official. Uh, wrist check um yeah i can start i can start with, with what i'm wearing um i am wearing the tudor black bay gmt oh, yes. yeah and this is uh kind of a controversial piece in my collection because i i had a bit of a fit uh, a month ago saying that i would sell it 
Uh, it's still here. I, I've I've put out feelers and stuff, um, and I I just not really any bites. Uh, I haven't really tried that hard, but it's given me some time to think about it and bond with the watch a little bit more today. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it tomorrow. I might not, uh, but it, it is, it is a fantastic, um, you know, you know, GMT release from Tudor. You know, what's funny about that watch. I don't know if this speaks to the potential affordability of that watch or just the potential fucking annoying nature of the used watch market. But I was on David SW, uh, the other day. I can get a tutored black by GMT like yours, I think for like 3.4 or 3.3. Yep. The hype but, died down. But for basically the same amount of money, I could also get an old ass Tudor Ranger. And I'm like, yeah. I don't remember these Rangers being that expensive. And I also don't remember these Tudor Black Bays being this affordable, quote unquote. It's not affordable. It's fucking stupid. But in relation to what it was, it was like it used to be what, like 4.5K or something like that? I mean, I'm sure people paid that when they couldn't get them in stores and stuff. And something right. happened. Something happened. The uh, you know the Black Bay 58 came out. Oh and, God! And then that watch became a little hotter. Yeah. So it it, it is kind of touch and go with with this Tudor situation. I think the 58 is still a little hot. The hottest one is the the all blue one on, on the bracelet. The hottest but, one is getting the BB58 all blue on bracelet and then just taking really moody Instagram shots on wooden tables. with that watch (laughs) yeah but the black bay 36 which is the one that you should be getting that's we'll see that one's way way under the radar i love um, that watch i need to i need to connect with it i tried to see if the place by the oh i'm I'm in orlando florida i tried to see if the 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 joint over in the mall by me's got it they don't Mm -hmm. so i gotta see what i can what i can do but that yeah I got. I could talk about that one. I could talk about that one. You know, on my on my wrist check a little bit. I'm not wearing it. Don't worry. No one, no one freak out. I had a, I had a moment with this watch yesterday though, because I I thought um, I did some flying yesterday. Uh, we we flew out of uh, Is that a metaphor or like a euphemism. Or? No, no, like like in an airplane, a Cessna one seventy two. Are you yeah. are you was it just for fun or are you trying to get hours? Uh, j- uh, both, both. Okay. Um, so Nora came along too, was, uh, with the flight instructor as well, and flying out of Tacoma Narrows, uh, then a, what was it? It was a full stop at Boeing Field, and cool. then taxi back, and flying back down to Tacoma Narrows. It was, it was a lot of fun, and I had the, I had the Black Bay GMT, so I felt cool. Felt oh, cool. Shit. What were you? <laughs> what'd you have on the radio? What, what kind of tunes were you blasting up there? Are you allowed to blast tunes up there? You're, you you really should not be. <laughs> if you're VFR, you should be listening to other things. <laughs> can can I just have it on like like a little Bluetooth speaker on my dash? Is there a dash? I don't know. I've never flown a plane. It depends on the flight instructor. <laughs> oh, okay. You might you might find some of that. <laughs> just tell them it's your ringtone, but don't turn it off. Right. What's funny is the flight instructor. I I, I forget how how far technology has gone sometimes and. You know, you can get all of this really expensive garment equipment in, mm-hmm. in your airplane that, you know, you can see the charts and everything. He was just using his iPhone the way oh like a 20 God. year old would drive around town, like sort of like half looking at Google Maps, half looking out the window, <laughs> texting. I'm like, dude, what? what are you? He's trying to shake it to the compass caliber. He's like, oh, give me a second. Give me a second. I was like, oh, my fucking Christ. Can we, we're in the air, dude. We're not at a red light. Because uh, you know? I've seen I've seen some people use iPads and they can be really good, but this dude just had I don't know like an iPhone six or something. I, I <laughs> had that moment. I was in the hospital a while back, and um, 
they were like taking my pulse or so, I couldn't really it was it was a little crazy um I couldn't really remember but they were using their their iPhone to time it and my mm. initial reaction was mm, can we get something a little more like doctorly or like <laughs> like I don't feel comfortable you ordering Grubhub on that 20 minutes after I leave like yeah you know what where, I'm saying? <laughs> where's your Longines pulse meter yeah come on let's get something let's 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 be professional here but like at the same time just like it fucking works it tells time she doesn't give a shit I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't give her a hard time just because I'm a fucking nerd doesn't mean I have to be some kind of detriment to her day even though I'm bleeding <laughs> all over the place right now this, this is when the dog attacked me oh yeah that's good good times that was fun. I don't want to do that again that was horrible <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but this this Black Bay GMT is still here. Um, I, nice. I I think I I thought I thought more about what selling it might mean for watch collecting in the future because we talk about these watches that are that at least for me these you know shut up you're being an idiot kind of watches <laughs> where if I if I'm lusting after a dive watch it's like hey shut up you're being an idiot look at that doc set in the box mm. um and this this tutor really is it's one of those watches where i don't really look at you know gmt watches all that much anymore or dual time watches where I, I i fear i fear the hole that this watch would leave if i sold it right and then that and then and then i fear the potentially irresponsible collecting decisions that i might make because of that hole that's mm. left over so i don't know i'm, I'm but let's let's take into that further what is that what is that hole what do you you know what i'm saying is it like a, like is it specifically just a gmt hole i think so and i i do i do really enjoy the pepsi thing um, oh yeah because you don't have your 175 anymore do you i don't have the 175 anymore <laughs> That was that was a cool watch. That was cool. Um, but this thing, and, and also sometimes when I when I put this watch on, it stays on for for a while. I think the last time, um, I, when I, when I visited you actually, I, I you know I I wore this watch for the most part when I was in Florida that time. Right. Um, it just, that one time. It, it didn't really come off. Uh, so I I don't know. It, I got I got to think about it, but overall, it's I'm I'm really happy with the watch, especially after it was sent to Tudor to fix that that date issue, and it's just kind of like right. it's purring, it's, it's working <laughs> real nice after that. I'm glad I'm glad though, man. So you're, so you're probably gonna keep it. It sounds like. Hey, I mean, on top of all of that, I hate selling watches. I might I might post I might post three others on the Slack this week. I, I had a great time. I sold it. I just like we can get to that, but I had a great time selling watches. Yeah, it's the shipping part. Like, oh, I need to, oh yeah. I literally like old old shoe boxes, old Amazon boxes, some newspaper. <laughs> yeah. That's how I ship my watches. Yeah, I'll talk about what I'm gonna have to do and just the experience when I go on on my wrist check. But if you keep your tutor and if I get my tutor, we can be tutor bros. Yep. We can be TBs. We, we can, we can. What do you think? I th I think it'd be great, and I think I think you would really like that thirty six. I'm just I'm gonna say it on air because I think I've told you, but I'm just gonna say it on air now. Everyone I've talked to has like the same reverend, humbled response of, "Oh man, it's such a sleeper. You're gonna love it." Like yeah. everyone I've talked to says that. <laughs> and it's every and it's everywhere. And, and right now, if you're thinking about those explorer type watches, mm -hmm. the hottest one, and I think, I would argue probably aside from Daytona World, uh, 
I, I think that 36 millimeter, that new, new 36 millimeter, right, is, is probably the most ridiculously hot Rolex right now. Uh, at least one of them. Oh, so wow. the, the 36 really is a sleeper. And the last time I tried it on, it was in downtown Seattle. And I just put it on for shits and giggles. And <laughs> man, it, it, it is cool. It yeah. is really, really cool. Almost, almost a little cooler than a Rolex because it's not as glitzy. It feels, it feels more like the kind of watch you could use to climb a mountain. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Well, the reason I'm drawn to it is because I kind of want it as this sort of under the radar sleeper everyday watch. That's not a dress watch. I don't yeah. want it. I don't want it to be a glitzy. Look at the polished chamfered edges. Like I don't want it to be yeah. like a dress watch. You know what it I'm is. Saying? Yeah, it's not. It's not dressy at all. I mean, not that. not glitzy in any way. Yeah, I'm into that. I can dig it. Okay, I'll catch what you're throwing down. I'll let you know. <laughs> is that my go? Yeah. What do, What do you got? Well, well, you already know. But for the benefit of of everyone else at home, uh, for episode 222 of the Two Broke Washnows podcast, I have chosen to wear what I'm going to call one of the final six because the collection is getting burned down <laughs> six watches yeah it is <laughs> five of which i own currently one of which michael and i were just talking about um i'm wearing the orient christmas chrono so you can all unclench and relax oh okay he's not selling he's not selling the christmas chrono however don't unclench just yet <laughs> uh should i go through what i've sold so far <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we can do we can run through that. Um, <clears throat> that that was a, that was a fun day on the Slack channel. <laughs> it, was, it was it was, was popping, buzzing, dude. It was buzzing. I, I, I see the original list here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's some stuff here that's gonna. I just remembered. Oh man, I'm so do, into it. All do right. your thing. Do your thing. This is happening. Okay, so. Of my collection, which currently consists of like, oh God, I don't know, 20, 25 watches, I think, right now. Too many, man. It's too fucking many. I only have two wrists, and I'm only using one of them, you know? Even six watches is too many, but I'm not, I'm not at that level of like minimalist living quite yet, where I only own like a, a, a napkin, and this is my fork, like, and that's it. I want to be there, though. Um, I'm trying to talk to my wife and I'd be like, babe, we just need one plate and we'll just put it between <laughs> us and we'll eat off it like dogs. And she'd be like, why? Like, it'll make dishes so easy. And she's like, no, we need more than one plate. Sorry. You can do Frisbees like uh, <laughs> like Parks and Rec. <laughs> just do Frisbees. You see the Frisbees. They, 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 got, they got high ridges so I can put like sloshy foods in there. It's perfect. You know? <laughs> uh, thus far to date, I have sold... I guess an order of um, people being pissed off. <laughs> I've all I've sold the Orient Star GMT WZ0071DJ. Sorry, mm -hmm. it just felt like the right time finally. And I know if you're a longtime listener of TBWS, you're probably kicking your fucking radio saying, "But Cash, you already sold it and bought it back once." You're right. That happened. I sold it <laughs> once. I regretted it. The only reason I stole it is because, like, literally, 
without any hypo like like hyperbole or without any notion of being facetious, I was I was quite fucking po, and I needed to poor, if you will, and I needed money. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, my yeah. wife and I weren't going to eat. So I was just selling stuff, and that Orange Star at the time, I bought it when being you know that uh, strap wasn't even on the radar. That Orange Star at the time was the most expensive watch I had. And I'm like, you know what? I got to sell That's it. That's true. I, I, I'm selling it not because I feel like my time is done with it. I'm selling it because I need to live, which is a really shitty scenario to sell anything in. <laughs> yeah. But now now your time is done with it. Now my time is done with it. I've, 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 I've had it for a while. It's become quite synonymous with just TBWS. There's few iconic watches here at TBWS. And I was looking at it the other day and I put it on and the only reason I've chosen to sell that watch is because after after wearing it for the first time in a long time, I kind of had to find myself to struggle to find something about the wearing experience that I liked. Mm-hmm. Beautiful watch. I think it still looks good on me, but the way it felt on my wrist, it just didn't do it. And the only reason I'm making a big deal of that is when I put on my Seiko SNK807 for the first time in a long time, Ooh. it was like I hadn't taken a deep breath in a long time when I put mm-hmm. that watch on. I didn't have to struggle to find anything I loved about that SNK. I'm like, this is it. This is the... But I didn't have that with the Orient Star GMT. And so I'm like, you know what? It's time to go. So sold it. Every watch I'm about to mention, though, just so everyone's cool, is going to a member of the TBWS family. So it's staying, it's staying in the family. Michael. Yeah. Right? It's part of the beauty of the Slack channel. It's part of the beauty of this fucking crazy ass Slack channel. <laughs> what else has been sold? Ha! Hang on to your tits. I sold the Slava Medical. I think I think that should have been the top one in order of controversy. <laughs> I was I well, was maybe, maybe I was you're very right. surprised. Maybe, maybe they should have been the top one. It's gone. It's gone. But it's gone to a very cherished and beloved member of the TVWS family. I'm not going to tell you people who. Because I know the emails that I get all the time asking me to sell that watch. We'll just go to them. Oh, yeah. Don't do not do it, Tim. So, you know, who, <laughs> you know who you are. I'm so fucking happy and proud that you are going to be uh, having that watch. But again, my time with that watch was done. Like... It was an incredible journey researching that watch and taking years, like literally years to find this watch. I got it. I wore it. It was incredible. I did a really fun pulse meter video with it. You should all check it out on the TBWS YouTube. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, I think, I think I'm ready, you know? So sold that. Uh, Oh, this one. This one was controversial to me just because this actually was a very special watch to me. I have chosen to part with the Gavox Rhodes, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Michael Happy, if you're listening. It just, I love that watch. It was beautiful, and it was exactly what I want. It was, it's my road trip watch. Yeah. I just wasn't wearing it. And I wanted someone, I wanted it to go somewhere where someone would wear it, and they would love it. So, that got sold. This next one was hard for me to sell because it has a lot of sentimental value between the both of us, or at least it does to me. I sold the Seiko <laughs> 7002. Yeah, that's that's a fun watch. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I that's fine. I gave you that watch. Um, 
you gave me that watch under very, very dire circumstances. <laughs> I remember how bad it was or like how obviously rightfully so distraught you were after the program and yeah. I gave you that vintage Vostok. You gave me the 7002 and ever since then, like the 7002 has just been this like Michael trusted and loved me enough to give me this watch that like, <laughs> yeah, he's got bad memories with, but he knows this is the right thing to do. You know what I mean? So that's why it's just, that was a, that was a tough one to accept, but you yeah. seem to not give a shit. There, there's, there's, it's funny. There's, there's this hint of failure compartmentalized within that specific watch. <laughs> I hope, I hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't follow the, the next owner. No, um, I think it'll be good. It's, it's a cool watch. I will say these, these 7002s are, I, and I've talked about this before. It's so hard to find some that are not modded. I don't know what happened <laughs> with, with this model. I, you know, at some point in Seiko dive watch history, this just became the cool watch to mod. Just put so some if, fishbone uh, hour hands on it. Yeah, though. yeah. So if you try to find one on on eBay, you're gonna find more modded ones than than original ones. But if you find an original, it, it might take some time. Uh, the the prices still aren't still aren't bad. But yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that somebody else is gonna enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, where else are we? Timex MK1 aluminum quartz chrono gone. Uh, yeah. My Vostok Amphibia, the new one, the four two zero case gone. Uh, Vostok Amphibia Vintage Tonneau case, that super clean blue dial that looks like someone bought it and then immediately was encased in Lucite with it, and then I bought it off of their corpse. That <laughs> one's gone. Um, I had a vintage Vostok Commander Ski, gone. Uh, the Matthew Humphreys Design AGT Black Edition, which most people probably didn't even know I fucking had, gone. Um, <laughs> Orient Neo 70s Radio Time, gone. Uh, huh. Did I sell that watch? I did sell that watch. I had a li- <laughs> I had a limited edition Tokyo Disney 1999 um, Mickey Mouse watch that was uh, like an homage to a Reverso. Mm-hmm. That looks cool. really good. It looks really cool. Uh, yeah. But that one's gone. And now I have a handful of watches left. But that leads me to probably what I'm hoping some people are kind of curious on. Kaz, what the fuck are you keeping? <laughs> well, I am keeping my Orient Christmas Chrono, which was my wrist check for episode two cubed. In addition to that, sorry, I have to turn away from the mic for a second. I'll yell extra loud. I'm keeping my Raketa Big Zero. Don't fucking worry. My Seiko SNK807. Don't fucking worry. Um, my Omega Seamaster 2541. How could I get rid of that watch? The watch that <laughs> literally showed me what kindness is. Um, I am. <laughs> you would have experienced insurrection. <laughs> I can't sell that watch. Is too. That watch is too special. You know what I mean. Mm. That watch is too fucking special. Uh, also keeping the Grand Seiko SPGV 233 because so good. Why on earth would I sell that fucking watch? So good. Uh, so that's what. So it's Raketa, SNK, Omega, Grand Seiko, Orient Christmas Chrono. That's five watches. Number six of the final six will be a Tudor Black Bay 36. I'm, I'm a two tone Submariner. No, I wish, but no. That watch, I don't think I really should get that watch. I think that's like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you're saying. What would I do with that watch? <laughs> I've had, 
that's 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 actually that's exactly what went through my head when I had the Batman. <laughs> so what like, did I do with this watch? What? <laughs> Silly me. I should have kept it. Yeah. Now, I mean, now they're going now. for what, like eighteen, nineteen k. So stupid. Dude. It's crazy. Do you, have you seen the prices lately on that fucking thing? Yeah. Don't remind my me. God. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I'm good, happy. Man. I'm happy. I'm not sad. It's all good, man. But yeah, I mean that's that. It's a, I mean that's it's okay. So other watches I am selling. I guess if anyone's if anyone's curious, I'm selling my Orient Star Diver, the open heart semi skeleton. I'm selling my Paul Yacht thirty one thirty three. Sorry, I'm selling my Raven Venture Gen one prototype. I'm selling my Invicta Pro Diver. I'm selling my. This G-Shock that I have, that like I guess it's the DW sixty nine hundred. Is that one? the one that we have the review on the site? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that's I don't think that's the sixty nine hundred. No, oh no, oh, no, that's uh, something else. I'll tell you. Keep keep going. Keep no, going. that's it. That's it. I think there's. I'm pretty sure it's the sixty nine hundred, isn't it? I'm looking it's at the, it right now. It's the ninety fifty two. Isn't that the one that Andrew wrote the review on? Oh, that's the one, right? Yeah, you're right. I'll buy that one from you. I'll just give it to you, Michael. I love you. I'm not gonna charge you more. Are you insane? <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you? I like, I like this one. I when I saw 6900, I was like, when did he get one? When of did those? he get that one? Yeah, no, okay. I'm just stupid. I don't know how to do these fucking. <laughs> it's it's tough with G-Shock numbers. I'm not. To give you a benchmark of my intelligence, Michael had to explain amp modding to me before the call because it's just <laughs> way more advanced than when I was fucking. It's way more advanced than when Line Sixes, the Line Six pods were new. Those little like maroon yeah. goops that used to be like fucking cool as shit. Yeah, we're way past that. <laughs> it looked like a pinto bean with knives <laughs> on it. <laughs> it kind of had like a like a pool kidney bean shape. <laughs> oh man, we used to make fun of those things. Now who's fucking laughing? telling you man but yeah it's just it's it's i want less watches and i want to curate a more thoughtful collection yeah and with these six watches i don't feel the need to own anything else like obviously i'm still going to do reviews and all that stuff like that but to own like i think this is actually one of those interesting things and i promise i'll talk about for a little bit longer um that people don't always really understand or appreciate as a watch reviewer there's a difference between something you get in for review and something you personally own. Like, it's yeah. just sort of a different mindset when you say, yes, I want to give money and buy this watch. Like, versus mm-hmm. like, hey guys, Kaz even two broke watch knobs, just got the new Mido, blah, blah, blah in. It's really <laughs> sweet. I love the chain links and the claspy, cl- like that, that type of fucking bullshit is different than someone who like wakes up you know, they're just like fucking tired and they just throw a watch on and like go outside. You know what I mean? Like totally, totally different. You know? <laughs> Sorry, I watched a lot of guitar reviews and um, that's how they all kind of start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way that people talk on YouTube is... It's not real. I think it's going to ruin children in the future. Like the iPad generation of kids that I are just on YouTube. <laughs> I think it's ruining people now because my wife watches a bunch of YouTube like like talking heads, but it's like... It's a lot of like sewing stuff. It's a lot of like sewing and like that kind of stuff. But she watches it at like 2x speed. 
<laughs> and so it's just like, and I'm just like, what the fuck? How do you even know what they're saying? And then sometimes her and I will be talking, and obviously, as everyone here can tell, I talk fast. I talk fast for like regular humans, but sometimes when she's talking, she'll be like, and that's like a whole sentence. And I'm like, hold on, like, what did you just say to me? Like, she just, it, I feel like YouTube's that. It, it's ruining everyone, not just kids, not just the kind of luck. Yeah, we can we can do a whole episode on that. <laughs> Fucking YouTube, man. Two old broke-ass watch knobs. I've got some thoughts on the iPad kids. <laughs> Dude, my friend's kids have fucking iPads and iPhones. They're four. They're four and two. Mm. I can sex this child if I really wanted to. I mean, I'm not going to. Obviously, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> But I'm trying to make a point about the danger of true, authentic internet connectivity. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, your kid can just go and look at fucking Bob the Builder videos or whatever on YouTube, but they can also look at everything else on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's the whole sentence. <laughs> everything else on the internet. Yep. Probably think twice about giving your kids a fucking phone, man. My wife and I are talking about kids, like, next year, and I'm just like, yeah, I think I'll just burn every piece of technology in, the, in, the, uh, in our house. Yeah. So as to not ruin my kid any more so than I'm going to ruin them. You get a Game Boy, and then when you're 13, maybe you get a flip phone. <laughs> maybe I'll get you an Atari, bro. Maybe, if you're fucking good. All right? I will pong it down with you so fucking hard on Atari, son, or daughter, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, ha- the thought process to reach of having kids is interesting in that I, and I might have, I might have told this joke before. I've, I'm, I'm 34, I'll be 35 soon, and I've realized I've reached the apex of what I'm capable of in regards to ruining my own life. And now I think it's time to ruin someone else's. I think that's like the feeling of when it's right to have kids, when it's time to ruin someone else's life. I mean, not everything. Have you tried? <laughs> Have you tried crack? <laughs> have you, bro, have you even like dipped your toe into meth? I mean, come on. There's always room to fall, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is fun. This is a family show. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, this is a long wrist check. I'm wearing the Oregon Christmas chrono. I'm selling everything except the, uh, the lucky five that I mentioned. Keep an eye out. I'm going to get, I'm going to get Tudor Black by 36. I just need to try it on. I just have to. I just need to have. Yeah. I need to have. I need to have my Freddie Prince Jr. moment. They're they're not hard to find. They they're if, if that place that you called that didn't have one back then, they probably have one now. Yeah. Okay. I want to. I want to have the moment. See see them across the room at a party. Unless unless people hear this episode and I don't listen. Know, <laughs> any of you fuckers in Orlando, if you're looking for this watch, stop. Just stop looking for it. I think Davis... Does Davis W have it? No, Crown and Caliber has some on their websites, but I think they're confused because they're overcharging for the 36. Yeah. They're charging the 41 price for the 36, and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. So if you're listening, Hodinky slash Crown and Caliber. Fix that price out. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's true. So if you're out there and you're like, fuck Hodinky, I don't like Hodinky. Oh, Crown of Caliber has the Tudor Black Bay 58. <laughs> well, if you buy from Crown of Caliber, you're supporting Houdinki. That's all I'll say. Just just putting that out there. 
Uh, Michael, shall we get to some housekeeping items? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm so, it's so nice to talk. I miss you, man. Miss you too. Right. We have a, we have a new, we have a new redesign on the website. We have a new site design. You can all send me your hate mail. TBWS.contact.gmail.com. The email again is TBWS.contact.gmail.com. I'm saying it fast so no one remembers it. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, new site design. The, totally rethemed the site. Had to redo a bunch of pieces as well. Um, cleaned up, honestly, just a lot of the bloat that accumulates over the years. So anyone else on this fucking, in the audience that listens... If you've run a website, if you're a web admin, or if you're even like a loose chopped WordPress editor for your town's local flower shop, I have no fucking idea. But if you've managed a website in any capacity, you know that just it just junk accumulates. And old CSS can accumulate, especially if you have one of those themes that allows you to put in multiple places. And then depending on what you're doing with WordPress, you could have a bunch of plug-in bloat for shit you don't even need, like plugins for stuff that you didn't know how to do five years ago but now you know how to do things super easily just and all that junk was accumulating in addition to that i just i just didn't like the way the site looked anymore michael it looked mm. like everyone else it's been a while yeah it's been a while you know? so went through cleaned everything up heavily redesigned it it's a lot faster now um, as you'll go through and click through and stuff like that. It's very, very kind of like snappy, uh, which is what I like. I'm still tweaking some things um, in regards to the CDN we kind of have plugged in just because I want it to be even faster. I want some things to just preload like a lot faster, but go and check it out. It's a lot of fun. And I would officially, I'd officially like to announce right now that as a reoccurring written segment, I am going to bring back haiku reviews. Do you remember the haiku review? I do. I did a haiku review for the sumo and it was so well received and honestly it was probably like the most fun I had writing a review. <laughs> so I want to do that again. I want to bring those back. I want to do one for my SNK. I've never done a review for the SNK. Oh, that's so good. I could do like a five years in or a six years in review or whatever, however the fuck along I've had that watch, you know? Let's outrank all those 10 year old reviews. <laughs> with a haiku. <laughs> hey, bro, well, I talked about this new sweet deal, the Seiko SNK 805. Whoa. And they like do like spinny, like looks. Like, I like it. You know, it's really cool. I like the face. I like the glass on top. It's really nice and smooth. And, you know, the hands are really like nice and everything. It's like, yeah, lots of words, not saying anything. Sure aren't saying anything. But that's why I like the haiku review. Yeah. You have to be so economic with what you do. Because the point is not just to shove syllables into 575. The point is to really emphasize economy of context. How much can I say with very little? And so I'm thinking about maybe expanding it into this whole idea of like review in verse. Like I want to do like, I don't know, sonnets and like, <laughs> like just like I ams and just like really funny shit. I think it would just be super like, I don't know. I, I, it would just be really fun because that's just, yeah. that's also just in my wheelhouse. I miss doing that stuff, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, go check out the site, new website, two requests. Like, bam. Michael, talk to me about the Slack. Talking about housekeeping. <clears throat> the Slack is wild. Uh, we have we it's it's been it's been expanding to to a ton of different <laughs> channels 
focused on different interests and like chess, music, photography, a lot of really cool stuff that you can um, kind of wrap your head around. There's some there's some kind of odd corners of the Slack though that have been popping up. Lately. There are, there are a few red light districts on our Slack channel. I mean, I think it's unavoidable. There's um, one there's one that I didn't know ab- about the other day. Uh, what, is, what, the, is, is, swole, is it the tentacles one? So this is hashtag Swolpus. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, um, that's going to be one I'm going to not join. I don't think I'll be joining this No, one. I'm not going to join that one. I think the best way I can describe the Slack, just so from my perspective, because you've been pretty plugged into the Slack throughout this whole yeah. process. There was a period of time where um, just because of work and life and stuff that was happening, I couldn't keep up with the day-to-day in Slack. So there would be yeah. a couple days where I couldn't get in there but i'm getting plugged back into it now and um it's just incredibly like everyone's so warm and really nice in the slack channel but my experience after like starting when it's literally just me and you <laughs> just talking to each other and just talking to each other to where it is now it's like if you left um it's like if you if it's like if you left something Okay, here's the best way I can describe. Here's a personal example. When I was in grad school, I uh, I lived in New York, but I was still technically like during winter and summer breaks going home to Fort Lauderdale, and so I'd, you know go away for like months on end. And I remember one winter break, uh, I went home. I went home to Fort. Lauderdale. I left New York. I was in. I was going to Stonybrook University at the time, and I left New York, and then uh, and then I went and then I went home, and then I came back from home back to New York. And I put my key in the door and I unlocked it and I pushed my door open and I was grieved with the wafting, interesting odor. Hmm. So I left dirty dishes in the sink. Not just like regular dirty dishes, like this food and like wet stuff on these dishes. I left them there for two months or however the fuck long winter break is. <laughs> and I basically came back to a city. I came back to like a little jungle ecosystem in my sink. That's what the Slack is like for me, man. I came back to a jungle fungal ecosystem that, of that, wonderfulness. That would have been perfect, perfect content for my my new channel that I selfishly created. I sat down. I think I sat down one Friday uh, with uh, after work, you know, nice, nice uh, Chianti just by myself and. <laughs> <laughs> and after a bit too much, I was like, I'm going to bake this channel. And I, my goal was to, to make a channel. I, I, what did I write? I was like, I just want to talk about aliens and Bigfoot and UFOs. <laughs> Please the crypto, like me. the cryptozoology channel. <laughs> but the thing is I titled it aliens exist, but I forgot the hyphen between aliens and exist. So the channel's original name was alien sexist. <laughs> and... <laughs> And then the next day I realized, I think I tried to add in a hyphen and every, everyone saw like, no, no, I see the original. <laughs> it's what? great. It started where's out. A, where's alien sexist? Can I join? I'm, I'm an alien exist like a loser. Where's well, that, alien sexist? I, I, I made the edit, but Slack oh. doesn't let, Slack won't let you hide that history. So everyone saw that I originally titled it alien sexist. Um, not like an equal opportunity alien an alien sexist but then I then I was then what I did was I invited so many people (laughs) just like we're all gonna talk about Bigfoot aliens and UFOs and then like two days in it got weird and people left (laughs) oh my god I'm still in here it's fun though it's fun if you want to talk about 
Bigfoot. I'm I'm always down. I'm scrolling through, but like, why are people talking about Shazam? I mean, the, what is that? The uh, what's the thing where the the, the Mandela effect where Mandela people remember effect. where people remember things that so that's the whole is it Bernstein Bears or Bernstein Bears? That oh kind of my stuff. god! Yeah. yeah. So there, there's some fun stuff. There's history. There's music. Not safe for work. Tentacles is one of my favorite. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, it's it's a fun time. You can uh, you can check out Patreon and uh, see if this is something that you want to enjoy. Oh, I found it, man. I just want to talk about Bigfoot and UFOs. Please. Yo, man, I'm gonna throw down with you on some UFO, Bigfoot, cryptozoology talk. I love that shit. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? I might oh. even we might Nora and I might even do a road trip uh, to Arizona where we stop out, you know, in the desert with with a telescope. And stuff. You're gonna watch watch for lights. Yeah, man, Just that's pretty badass. Whatever. Do you have a telescope? I, I mean, I can get one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy. I, can get, I thought it was like a like a like a paper towel tube or something like that. Like, oh yeah, I got I a telescope. I know a guy. His name is Mr. Bezos. I think he can get me a telescope. I think I think Mr. Bezos. I think that's how you say it. I think he can hook me up. We should really talk about Sertina. <laughs> yeah, we are getting pretty late. If you want to get in on the Slack channel fun, go and check out patreon.com. Opt into uh, the Hanging Watchdog tier because there's been some confusion about that. There's a, there's a number of tiers on there. Honestly, some of them, and I apologize for this, are outdated. The one that's most important, the one that gets you into all this alien sexist talk. <laughs> that sounds like so politically incorrect. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Um, it's the hanging watchdog tier. It's the $20 tier. Every day. Like, it's like literally you will gain 63 new friends. Yeah. It's as easy as that. So, yeah. Bam. Housekeeping. Fuck, this is a lot of fun. Housekeeping out of the way. Michael, watch brands you know nothing about. Certina. C-E-R-T-I-N-A. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks since an episode. We, we have a lot to get out. <laughs> so I think what's interesting about Certina is, here's the first thing that's really important to clarify. A lot of people in the U.S. think that Certina is either lame or they're bad or they're just like TSO copies because you don't see them here in the U.S. And yeah. people, oh, people know, oh, they shouldn't buy that watch. No, numb nuts. They're literally not available to purchase in the U.S. At least they weren't until May of 2021. And we can get to that later if you want. Yeah. But um, but like literally, I couldn't walk into a fucking Tourneau and be like, I'm looking for something in a Certina DS today. Like they would, they would, they would be like, we don't sell that shit. Fuck off. Like. It's just because literally you couldn't buy them in the U.S. Yeah, and I actually I think the most important the 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 top level point about Certina is that Muhammad Ali is was a brand ambassador. Which Are you serious? Random. I didn't know that. Super random. But but back on the back on, I guess the introduction to the U.S. I I guess one thing that I would like to do is look side by side. When when did Tissot become? Part of the swatch group and when did Sertina become part of the swatch group uh because it, it could have just been part of swatch group strategy uh because the watches you know some i, I think mostly the chronographs are pretty similar mm. uh it, it could have just been hey you know the these podium chronographs could just be for these different markets and then in the u.s tissot will will kind of take this whole look um 
But Certina, May of this year, it, it feels so late for them to be formally introduced to the U.S. market because the, I think the really one of the really popular models is the DS uh, 200 meter diver. It's yeah. it kind of it, it's it's actually very it's very up my alley because the design is so much like what the military Seamasters were or the military CWCs. Uh, it, it looks like a mil spec Royal Navy diver of some kind. Mm. And I really started to actually see that thing online. Um, gosh, like maybe even four years ago. This is the one, this is the one that, uh, Aggressive timing habits reviewed for two broke watch knobs, right? Yeah, and people were posting it. Oh, we I we have a review. If it's the one I'm thinking, let me let me send it to you. Certina DSPH two hundred P. Yeah, uh, yeah, 20, yeah. 2018. So, oh yeah, there you go. This is exactly that watch, and I I really, I really liked it. I tried to find it, but but I I found that it was so difficult to, you know, find a reputable dealer that would sell it to me and I, I just in the end I got frustrated and I, I didn't think about Certina very much mm. and I actually didn't even know that they were officially introduced to the US market until researching for this episode that's how um that, that's how how much I discounted you know Certina overall yeah it was, a, it was a very strange slow rollout into the US market and I think a lot of people just don't realize that it's here now well, I don't. I, I think the stigma of because the problem is if I'm just looking at these, how the fuck can I phrase this? People are fucking stupid, and whenever they look at a brand, they ha they always ask, oh, "Okay, what's the hook? What are they known for? What's the brand known right. for?" Right. Yeah. And with Certina, it's not overtly apparent in like the look of the watch. Obviously, it's the DS technology that was cool back in the day when it came out and stuff like that. Like that's that's their that's their like main value prop you know what i'm saying yeah so i think that's probably why maybe just people don't latch onto it they're just like why would i get this i, I could just buy a tiso or a fucking hamilton or something like that you know mm -hmm. so i think that might be part of the reason the value prop might not necessarily be super super apparent you know yeah and, and then i was surprised today just just typing in the brand in in Amazon and it's a different world now than it was in 2018 when this review was was written mm -hmm. um you can you can find quite a few of them on on Amazon the the diver is is harder to get and people are trying to price gouge um fucking price gougers but so this this brand is you know kind of like a lot of these 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 brands that disappeared during quartz crisis time 1888 it's not a it's not a newer one. Um, part of the Swatch Group today, just like a ton of these brands, and I actually one of the things that I find most attractive about Certina, if you go to their website, mm -hmm. and if you just go to watches, and just men's watches. Okay. God, they call it gent. Don't you hate being marketed to as a gent? I'm not a gentleman. Don't you all listen to this show? <laughs> Anyways, um, so <laughs> one thing that I noticed first about these these podium chronographs, which look really cool, I, I actually like them more 
I like to look a little bit more than the uh, the Tissot chronographs. Mm. For a lot of their models, you will most of the time get a quartz option and an automatic option. That's right. How cool is that? Yeah. So like literally every time you say, oh, I wish it was quartz. Well, it can be. Yeah. Exactly. If you're buying from from Certina. And and the first, you know, if you if you look at the whole list overall, you might like this. It's close to Cavs Teal. I, I'm kind of feeling, I, I kind of feel these these podium chronos. I don't know why it's called podium, but um, 41, um, 41 millimeter quartz, 20, 20 millimeter lugs. Just a nice, I think, retail with retail with VAT, so you won't be paying that. Is four ninety five um, Swiss francs. So it's pretty one to one with US. I I like this. This is actually pretty cool. I would totally get it in quartz, just because I like quartz chronos. My only possible gripe is it looks a little large. Oh, it's only forty one. Yeah. Okay. They make like it. They make 44. a bigger one. Oh, and okay, it's yeah. it's eleven point eight millimeters thick. For quartz, for quartz, that's kind of on, on the thicker side, I think, right? Or not really. It might be, but it's not bad. It's not no, it's not. It's not like fifteen millimeters thick, which some fucking chronographs are. Yeah. Let me see. Can I find a? Oh, there's a video. There's a video from someone in Russia. Let me see. <laughs> so let's see. Actually, is the um. I'm not really sure why why the term podium uh is part of the name. Yes, podium. My interpretation. I have no idea. Oh, oh, this history section. <clears throat> yeah, we didn't joke or lie when we said the show is called Watch Brands. We know nothing about people. All right. <laughs> podium. Okay, on the winners podium. Oh. As the official sponsor of the Salbert, I have no idea what the fuck that is, Patronus teams, and this is from 2005, Certina celebrates its debut in Formula One, a discipline which will remain loyal for many years. At the same time, the brand is delighted, blah, 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 sponsor the, the, these sporting successors. These, so it's it podium, as in like winner's podium. Okay. It's meant to reflect sporting successes. So this is maybe like a racing watch, you know, so you... After you win the race, you're you're on the podium or whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> that's cool. I think I mean, another thing, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not that cool. I, <laughs> I I I think it's kind of dumb, but you know, whatever. I I, I think the watch looks cool. <laughs> it's a little dumb. <laughs> you know, one thing one thing I'm also trying to so you, we talked about DS. Um, the DS is in it's in a lot of these watch names. Um. I think maybe it's something that they try to implement across the board anywhere that they can. So DS stands for double security. Mm-hmm. And um, here's, here's a good little rundown from Hodinkee. Uh, double security means enhanced shock and water resistance. The secret, the extensive use of O-rings as sealants and gaskets including a substantial one that encompasses what is usually excess space between the movement and inner case. Now that's interesting to me. Excess space between the movement and inner case. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just kind of making sure the movement fits in properly? Some people yeah. use those those cheap plastic spacers if if the movement is too small or something. 
I think there's a really cool photo. But maybe they use gaskets for it instead. Here, check it out. Go to their homepage and scroll down a little bit. It shows you a photographic like a, like, like, a, like, what the fuck's it called? Like a cross section almost of where the gaskets are. Let's see. You said scroll. Oh, okay. You see that? Huh. That's interesting. So, okay. Gaskets if, in the crown. So if you're if you're unsure what the fuck we're we're looking at, here's the best way I can describe the DS concept to you in a way that I, uh, you know, a simpleton understands it. It's like if you're packing a car, like you're moving and you're packing a car, and you just you get all your big stuff in there, like your television, your suitcase, and you know your kids and like all the all the big things you're responsible for. You shove those in your car, but then there's all this space between the big things. And you start shoving like blankets and socks and camera bags and all the little spaces to fill every gap to create one homogenized block of things inside your car so nothing moves. That's that, kind of like what I think is happening with the DS concept here. That was arguably an incredibly eloquent way of describing it. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so true. I'm just saying, <laughs> we've all packed a car before, I think. And we've all been just like, well, I have I have this drawer full of dinner napkins I haven't used since 1985. I guess I could just shove them between the television. My and, Honda uh, Fit is traumatized from the things that I've done to that little car. As, as is my Subaru Impreza. <laughs> You're sticking that yoga mat where? <laughs> Listen, car, I don't need your shit right now, all right? I need you to, I need you to hold things and work, all right? Uh my wife is stressed out. I haven't had a proper meal today. I just need you to work. Okay, dude. So then I guess so so because of this this kind of uh, approach to um shock and water resistance. Mm-hmm. I guess I they're more, how, more durable. How, that's the idea, but I don't know how realistic that is anymore because and I hate to be that guy nothing has anything on a fucking g-shock if we're really talking about it because the problem is at the time when this watch technology was made yeah this was the best way to do it but advances and materials have come a long way advances in uh parts parts have come a long way machinery actual usage and and machining of parts like Everything has come so far. We don't need to stuff our car full of socks and napkins and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It's almost as if a lot of these brands that died off um, in the 70s and then were then revived. It's almost like they existed in a time capsule until they were revived. And so they came out, they Mm. came back into life, not only with, you know, their models and their, you know, they they came back with their their marketing slogans and their mm-hmm. their value props and back then shock resistance was a huge thing i mean you can sneeze on a watch and then it would or you could walk by the wrong spot and then your thing would be magnetized yeah so, the the ds concept came out in 1959 <laughs> there you go it's it's almost like they haven't found a new thing to pitch yeah. And I think shock resistance is one of the worst things, like you said, because of, yeah. I mean, because of G-Shock and, uh, I mean, so even somebody like Ball, uh, which mm. I, I think shock resistance is a big thing for them. When they came back on the scene, they gave, uh, who is that, the Kiss drummer, one of their watches to, <laughs> to market and play on a tour. Yeah, he's a big watch guy. I can't remember his name. It's Eric something, isn't it? 
Eric Singer. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I love, I love these. I, I love a lot of these models. Actually, I'm looking at one of these. Um, what is it? It's green. Do you want to know? The thing is, they can't say the DS concept is like, oh, this is this innovative chakra system. Blah blah blah. It won't lose time if you masturbate hard. Like, no, like no chakra resistance Like, doesn't. I've worried about that before. I mean, it's. A, I think Obviously. it's a legitimate thing for someone to worry about, especially if you're like masturbating with a vintage watch. That that second hand could just go flying off. I don't know. <laughs> this is a family show. In case no one was, uh, in case anyone had any confusion around that. But the thing, you know, what they need to do? They have to own the fact that this technology is a novelty, but they have to push it into the talking, like talking piece direction. I would fucking love to see a Certina totally clear but with the gaskets in different colors so you could literally just see the gaskets through a clear watch oh, that'd be kind of cool how cool would that be they'd, they'd have to make a, <laughs> yeah, exactly they'd have to make a, a plastic watch yeah um and then that was that was a big big part of the early marketing for those uh swatch watches was to leave the back open and i think you had these little um these little red dots where you can almost sort of halfway count the 52 parts Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's a, that's a good, good kind of initial dive into the DS, DS technology. Yeah. It's not a value prop anymore unless you, I don't know, think it is. Have you seen, let's see. Probably not. Whatever you're about to say, I probably <laughs> haven't seen it. Have you seen the two-tone divers? Cause I thought of you when I saw them. Oh, all right. Let me unzip and go look at the two-tone divers. <laughs> Give me a I can yes, se- I can send you one. Uh, if you have a link for a landing page, yeah, yeah, send it my way. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me send you one, and I'm just gonna, you know, because you're you're the first person I thought of when when I saw <laughs> these. So, I like the I like the name of this one. Oh, it's the DS Action Diver. Just action Diver guys. Sea Turtle. I don't think a sea turtle is my thing of action, but I I I get it. So this the sea turtle is another thing we got to talk about. Because I I know nothing about the sea turtle, or why it's the, well I know about sea turtles in general. I was gonna I say you're not familiar with know. what a sea turtle is. <laughs> this is gonna be a turtles. weird episode for you, dude. <laughs> I don't know why it's on all their watches, but anyway, there, there's there's a reason. It's in their history. Let me. Okay. Okay. So you since, know. Since, since, since we're talking about it, let's let's let me just let me just get to the turtle. Man, that's fucking funny. You've never heard of a turtle? So, 1960, a symbol of robustness and longevity. I am reading word for word from certina.com slash en slash history. Go to their official website, please. Uh, The turtle shell, this is from 1960. The turtle shell symbolizes robustness and longevity. Characteristics born, with an E, by all Certina watches without exception, which might be a comma splice. It is therefore no wonder that the turtle shell has been the brand's personal symbol since the 1960s. To this day, the characteristic outline can still be found on almost every Certina timepiece, as well as on the brand logo. It evokes the extraordinary extraordinary durability which characterizes every Certina watch. I can think of more durable things than a turtle. Still better than the stupid trident from Christopher Ward. What are you talking about, dude? Tridents are awesome. You like get all ripped to hold a trident and just like walk around and shit. I, I still think of the Little Mermaid <laughs> every time. <laughs> Triton was ripped. Her dad was ripped. Like ripped. Don't, don't you want to be cool, bro? I guess. 
I love toxic masculinity. <laughs> Nothing enrages like a dude more when you point out like, dude, what are you trying to compensate for? Calm down. Fuck you, man. Not compensating. I just think it's fucking cool. <laughs> Whatever you fucking say, bro. You know what I mean? That that trident feels like the tap out shirt of the watch world. <laughs> Whatever. Back to the turtle. Uh, <laughs> the affliction shirts. Hey, that's actually it's actually a really great time to plug. We have a great piece on the site by Damon. Uh Damon Bailey, contributor extraordinaire. Uh he pairs watches with affliction shirts. Do you remember this? We should just have him record an episode. But you get like- him on air. Three hours long by yeah. himself. <laughs> it's been a while. We should get him on it. Where is this? Twelve watches to pair with your infliction affliction t-shirt. Bro, it's t-shirt time. It's quite good. I'll, 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 I'll send this to you. Go and check out tuberwashnubs.com. Go and check out tuberwashnubs.com and um just just look at the stuff Damon writes. It's fucking funny shit. Alright. Brilliant. There's, there's a there's a skull of Bell and Ross on here. There's a Romaine <laughs> Romaine Jerome steampunk red Titanic. Obviously, Are there parrots think, outside of your house. Parrots? Uh, that was my wife laughing at YouTube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it that? Sounded huh? so, it sounded so far away. <laughs> I mean, it was. He's across the house. Man, these 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 uh, these microphones don't mess around, huh? <laughs> Too good. Oh man, 1960 expedition to the Himalayas. Yeah, you can't tell me a turtle is your symbol, and then in the next block tell me went to the Himalayas. A turtle would die in the Himalayas. You know what a really, you know what a proper symbol of robustness needs to be? Like a single cell protozoan amoeba that can exist in lava and in like frigid temperatures. Like a single cell, I do nothing but convert air into ATP energy. ATP energy. Like an organism, like a blob. Pretty durable. Fairly durable. Not the sexiest thing, <laughs> but fairly durable. Okay, so I'm sorry. Let's go back to these two tone DS Action Diver Sea Turtle. Well, what I wanted to point out is that they're 38 millimeters, which oh. is really, really nice. I um, like that. And I know, I well, I mean, you sold it, but that, that Invicta. That Invicta Pro Diver, uh, you know, pretty pretty kind of interesting sub mm. sub style homage. These things are killer. Um, I haven't found a quartz version, but maybe they are out there. Either way, the automatic version. Let's see, who sells this? Eight eight hundred fifty bucks on the Odinky shop, which they seem. I think they seem to be like one of the bigger. I think they're the old, technically the only one. Okay. Or like the only official, like, yeah, I believe that's the case. Okay. I'm looking at a video. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's, it's actually quite cool looking. Yeah. Let me send this to you. He's wearing black gloves, not wearing white gloves, if that means anything to you. That creeps me out, man. The gloves? A little bit. It's a little... I mean, I understand it if you're holding a charming bird or something. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really funny. Someone's holding a Seiko, a review of a Seiko SNK (laughs) gloves on. I'm going to keep my fingerprints off this fucking SNK. I guess maybe if if your camera's super sharp, those fingerprints can get annoying, I suppose. 
Yeah, if people are like me, I would constantly be cleaning my watch as I touched it. Yeah. You know, so... I'm were doing you... it right now. <laughs> <laughs> you were... Was I with you when... Oh, we were. Do you remember we went into... Uh, in San Francisco, what was that place? Ah, oh, they had Charming Birds there. What was it called? It was... Um... It wasn't... It was... What is the chain that Swatch on? It's a Swatch chain of you, stores. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know what it is. I, just, I forgot the chain because it's been so long since I've walked into a... A, a store? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember we walked in there and they had Charming Birds and mm-hmm. uh, the person behind the counter was super nice. I was asking a bunch of questions about other stuff. I'm like, not you know Charming Birds yet. And then I saw Charming Birds. I'm like, oh, that's, that's incredible. I've never seen this in person. Can I... Can you take it out of the case? The guy's like, no. <laughs> he, he's no. Like, he, knew, oh. he knew what we were about. <laughs> yeah, he's not stupid. That guy at Hublot in San Francisco was actually super nice. Remember that guy? Very nice. That yeah. guy was super nice. You were looking for the what the all red ceramic one? Is that I was, was looking for the all red ceramic, and I also wanted to see the ones that were kind of uh, to no shaped. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so fucking good, man. All right, here, Sertina. Bam, Sertina. Um, this is actually... So if you were like me and you spent a long time looking for a cool sub-homage and maybe you wanted something with a bit of the two-tone flair, yo, check out one of these DS Action Divers. This thing is gorgeous. Yeah. And at 38 millimeters, it doesn't seem or feel, quote-unquote, like dinky, like really small or weird. Like the video that I sent you actually looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What movement is it? Just one of those powermatic movements that's that's in everything from Swatch Let's these days. See, yes, it's the powermatic eighty hour. Yeah, it's, every Swatch brand has that basically. I mean, it's not it's not bad. That's yeah. I've never I've never handled a watch with that with that movement. I I, I honest I quite honestly don't know much about that movement. It's a modified Etta, I think. But that's um, impressive. That that's that's more power reserve than this Black Bay GMT. Yeah, I don't know why that's not like a thing people latch onto more. I think maybe you know what? Maybe because it's in so many watches, they're just desensitized to it. Yeah, because like it's into so watches. It's in. I'm pretty sure they're in Hamilton watches too. Right. Yeah. They're in the Certinas. They're in fucking Midos. Like they're in everything. 80 hours. One thing that is good to call out if you're getting into Certina, just like we are right now, mm-hmm. I'm noticing that for a lot of these popular models, so I'm just scrolling down this article, I guess when they were first uh, reintroduced to the US market, I'm seeing everything or most most of everything mm-hmm. for under a thousand. That seems to be a thing. I've noticed. I noticed that too. Like that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, obviously the the khaki field watches from Hamilton are, are well under a thousand, but I think you know other brands. The Zodiac can be under a thousand too. Um, some of the newer Hamilton stuff depending on honestly depending on what the relationship was like between 
Sertina and Hodinkee for Hodinkee to be the official like uh, like U.S. retailer for this brand. Hodinkee might have said, hey, listen, your watches are going to connect more with people looking for under a thousand. Well, even even on their even on their website, though. So the, this. Oh, I see what you're saying. On the Sertina website, this this um, back to the 200 meter diver uh, that, that we reviewed 695 Swiss francs. People people were price gouging the hell out of that thing. I remember. Wow. Um, I so in in the back of my mind, I always thought that it was kind of an expensive. Oh, maybe it's like a fifteen hundred dollar diver or something. But it's they're probably it's, doing they're probably doing the Tissot thing. Tissot tries to do that, like make watches accessible. That's why you can find so many affordable mechanical chronographs under Tissot. Yeah, this thing is really cool. I I would I would definitely add this. Now that it's more accessible in the states, I would definitely add this to one of the one of the better kind of military style watches that, that you can buy next mm-hmm. to uh, you know if if you're if you like the look of those old uh, Omega Seamaster three hundred models that were were mil spec. Well, here, let's check this out. You want to talk about stuff that's old and cool? I saw this and I wanted to dig into it more. I hope it's what I think it is. Well. <laughs> What 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 do you think it is? Are you gonna talk about the chronograph? I I am I am about to send you. <laughs> I'm about to send you an image of the chronograph. This is actually more than a thousand bucks. Yep. Uh yeah. Let's let's talk about. It. I'm glad I'm glad we got to this because I I I kind of went through a crisis this morning. Okay. Uh, I was I started to do some watch math <laughs> in my in my head this morning when I was when I was uh, doing a little bit of research and I had to stop myself remind myself that I'm in in this year of getting only one watch um, this is the DS chronograph automatic so why do you mm-hmm. like this thing here's the problem I like this chronograph because it looks like all of those traditional sort of 60s chronographs back in the day. It also looks like a fucking Strela 3017, which looks like all the other fucking chronographs from the 50s <laughs> and the 60s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and the, the, the Hodinkee nerds have it on here for, what, like 200 bucks? Uh, 200 bucks, I fucking wish. 2,000 bucks. <laughs> 200. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right now, right? Baby, hold my purse. Oh, let me get my cat out of here, sweetheart. Ugh. Um, I like it because of that. I'm trying to figure out right now what movement is in here. So it's interesting. This is part of the whole DS uh, line. So I mean, I'm guessing that means it also has all of the extra gaskets and stuff. So here's actually the thing. This is actually kind of interesting. I can see this extra gasket, extra shock protection stuff actually being kind of cool in a chronograph. Chronographs, which are generally, especially if you want something vintage, prone to really getting impacted negatively by like shock and shit like that so if you wanted a vintage chronograph that looked like this and you didn't want to spend money and then do what i do every time it rains make sure you don't wear your vintage chronograph you know what i mean like if you didn't have to worry worry about that stuff this is an option yeah Um, i will say it's a little large it's a little large and um i i there's I found a really good video this morning where some guy, he took this watch and he put it side by side with one of those, one of those newer Hamilton intramatic chronos, oh, yeah. which were, when the first one came out, it was 
closer to the size of this Certina. Mm. But Hamilton recently came out with one uh, that's 40. They even came out with a wow. manual wind, no date version, that's also 40. It's really cool. I think it. I think it's called the Intramatic Chronograph H or something. Yeah, cool. wow. Intramatic H. Um, anyways, yeah, this is 42, and the thickness is, uh, what is it, like almost 14? Yeah. 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 If this was an actual vintage size, you know, that would be kind of cool. Or, I mean, if you're both swatch brands, figure out a way to get the manual movement in this thing. Make a manual version. You can probably slim it mm. down and get it get it down to 40. It'd be great. I have a question. Are you on the actual Certina website for this watch? Not for, n- not for this watch. I can, though. <sighs> let me, let me get, I'm trying to figure out who the fuck do they think is the target demographic for this watch. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm on the page now. Let's see. What do you want me to see? Look. The, look at the photos. Yeah, let's see. All right. It's the watch on a on a snazzy record player for the with like first. some glass art in the back, and then the second picture. I thought just, those were records. Oh my god! Were... Yeah, you're right. They're records. Okay, that that, <laughs> that they're records. So, and then the third picture is a closer shot of it on an actual record. Yeah. No one's wearing the watch. Maybe what audio, am I supposed to maybe, do with this? Maybe audio files. Have you been to, have you been to the uh, headphones subreddit? No, there be that, monsters. That, that, just... Yeah, that don't, <laughs> dude. There are like cables I'm, that cost nine hundred dollars. I'm totally fine with my headphones. <laughs> These DT what seven seven zeros that you recommended to me. Yep, I'm wearing I them like right them. now. <laughs> Perfect, dude. We're headphones buddies. Yeah. <laughs> right. Damn right. I like this. I really want to like this DS Chronograph Automatic. I love the idea of it. I just wish it was a little bit smaller. Yeah, I, I, I and I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I saw that video because um, those Hamilton Intramatics, very similar to the. They're both they're both um, bicompact chronographs. If you haven't seen them before, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that was that was my criticism uh, when when they first came out. They were they were large and thick, but. Now that Hamilton came out with that Intramatic H manual wind, 40 millimeter, ugh, that, that it, I think it, in terms of sizing and looks, maybe maybe just sizing, because mm-hmm. I, I think I like the look of the Certina a little bit more. Anyways, Certina, part of the Swatch Group has the capacity to, to slim this down and get a manual inside, I'm sure. I can't believe Certina actually gave an explanation of what the, tele, the telemeter does on here. This scale can be used to calculate distances using the speed of sound. For instance, it can be used to determine how far away a storm is. That's the entire sentence. All the wearer needs to do is activate the second hand when they see lightning and stop it again when they hear thunder. Originally, can't you just count? What would what do you think your Tinder date would think if you're if you're out having dinner and <laughs> And you hear the sound of thunder and you just drop, you drop your silverware and you just like hit the chronograph. I think I was a fucking serial killer. Like, oh, this guy's going to fucking take me back to his cabin and eat me. I got to get out of here. And then you wait and then you hit the chronograph again. All right, girl, that storm is six miles away. (laughs) All right, six miles. We should probably order order dessert soon and then we can maybe beat the rain back. (laughs) We should get back to my place. You think I'm a fucking serial killer, dude? Like, oh, he's gonna eat my ears with some fucking kidney beans. I have got to get out of here right now. There's there's a good photo here. <laughs> kidney beans. There's a good photo here. It's the second kidney bean reference this episode, man. <laughs> yeah. 
is this photo here there there's there's a little section on the landing page a dial with a difference is that an older one next to the new one i was trying to figure that out i think it is or is there just one in the foreground so I guess I can't tell. I, I thought I thought it was a I can you can see a size comparison here, but I can't tell if that's the newer one. Curb design intended close. Lock. I think I think it's the newer one is in the front. The newer one's in the front. I think that's an older one in the back. Yeah. Um, the blue is slightly different, but I, I, when I originally saw that, I was kind of hoping they offered one in thirty eight as well, and I got really excited. I mean, I Hamilton did it. I think Hamilton realized mm-hmm. that they they had to cut back on on that intramatic a little bit and yeah. you know if Sertina did it with this one it would be awesome not I mean that I'm sure the 42 is great for some people but uh not for me let's one thing I want I want to I didn't spend too much time because we were talking about pricing um what were those divers called power or was it power or action action divers. action divers <laughs> the action sea turtles like a tv show action jackson now those divers aren't on Amazon. Are they on Odingi? They are. And, and it's not bad. I mean they're they're like eight fifty on there. Uh, so I was just wondering if some Amazon retailer would be selling it. Here's what's funny. If I go to the Certina website and I click on store locator, it senses I'm in the United States and it says Certina is not currently represented in the USA. However, you can order your Certina watch at Helen dot oof, here we go, guys. Kirchhofer? com, a Swiss authorized Sertina retailer offering delivery from Switzerland to the USA. I'm gonna go ahead and assume Sertina didn't update their Drupal website. That's almost as bad as Glycine. <laughs> where they say, Oh, just, you wanna buy some you send an email here. Listen, just email us. Listen, email email send our web postage. admin. <laughs> Email, web e- e- email our web admin uh, website wizard at adamsbasement.com and um, <laughs> tell him <laughs> tell him what watch uh, you think you want and then we can get like a Venmo thing going on it's like uh, okay please, please mail cash <laughs> please mail cash it's like ordering Nintendo power <laughs> <laughs> my grandma had to help me R.I.P. Nintendo power man that's so cool but yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, no. I, so I think technically, Hodinkee is the only like website that's like officially supposed to have. So I'm not all surprised right. that I uh, I don't know about that. I I have a hard time. I'm okay. When all else fails, these people have everything. Let's see. Who's that? Joma Shop. Ooh, ooh. Are these on here? Yeah, there's some on here. Okay. 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 But it's like the weird ones that are on Amazon. It's a lot of the outdated stuff and the women's stuff, mostly. None of the, no power divers. Hmm. Weird. You know what? Maybe there was, maybe they came back to the, oh, it could be, it could almost be um, like what we saw with Tudor. When they came back to the United States, it was, it was sort of limited in what you can get. I think they mm. came back with the Pelagos. Yeah. 
and maybe a couple other watches, but still in other parts of the world, there were other tutors being sold. So maybe what you see, maybe the models you see scattered throughout Joma Shop and Amazon are international models. And then what you and then what you see on the Hodinkee Shop is, you know, I guess the back to the USA sort of stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's interesting. It's just it definitely. I'm interested to see over the next year what sort of reception the brand gets. Not from like watch websites and blogs because all that shit's bullshit. From like actual people who like maybe learn about Certina from the show or learn about it from the fucking Hodinky website and they're like, actually, this looks like a cool watch. I want to buy it and give it a shot. Just kind of curious to see what happens. I mean, there are no- a couple. There are a couple on the Slack channel. Um, I've seen. I've seen a couple pop up. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no reason why these shouldn't be badass. Everything about them makes sense. The only thing that I could think of is that people can't wrap their heads around what makes this cool. What yeah. am I supposed to tell what am I supposed to tell someone I'm hitting when I'm hitting on them in the elevator about my watch? That Muhammad Ali was a brand ambassador. Muhammad Ali wore this one. No. <laughs> Let's see. Can we find photos? Let's see. Muhammad Sertina. Come on. You can type. I know you can. <laughs> hmm. I, I, I did find a photo. And this thing... Is this... Let me send you the photo. This is not... This is not a good website. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to send you the page. Is it, is it, is it com? <laughs> I haven't bought that one yet. You probably uh, should. You probably should get on that before the episode airs. This All is. Right, let me see. I want you to. I. I just. Please. Please read the URL. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, there's there's a photo of Muhammad Ali in there. This with, is great. With no, the URL that you just sent me is Hodinky spelled H O D I N K Y dash three sixty five dot S A dot S K, which I think is what? the check spelling. Is is that the country? Well, I mean that makes sense. How dinky's the Czech word? Um, dot sk extension. I don't, I don't know what dot sk is. Extension website protocol. <laughs> I like that. I found so funny, dude. Oh, there's some photos of. Oh, that 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 is actually a pretty cool looking one. Let me um. This is allegedly the one in the photo. Slovakia. Just, well, there's there's a new watch blog that we just learned about. <laughs> this actually looks cool. I wish they made this. This almost Let me looks. See this. I'm loading it finally. Oh. Wait, where? I only saw like one brief photo. Yeah, the there, sent. there's a photo of him uh, kind of holding the watch up you know shaking hands with some dude with sunglasses but then if if you if you image search Muhammad Ali Sertina this uh this model pops up they dude, it has it, a, it has a faceted crystal that's what i was going to ask you and, and it they call it Sertina why is it called the Sertina Rado Diamaster could it have been a sort it, of joint venture I was gonna say it. It the way the sh- the way it's shining, it looks like ceramic. It looks like that die star ceramic. Let me see. 
we're gonna have to do a part two for this this is this is an interesting development the certina rado diet master well hold on rado's a swatch band a swatch brand too right yep hey man why don't we why don't we get a collab going a collab collab dude yeah that would certina be certina cool. ds diet master yeah that's that's what it says in cooperation with rado very cool that was in a 19- com- that was a really common thing so cool in 1975, Certina presented... Uh, so I'm reading this from VintageCertinas.ch. In 1975, Certina presented Diamaster, special feature, scratch-proof glass, tungsten carbide case, came from which came from Rado. Rado itself used this case for the Diamaster models. Cool. Yeah, that's that's a whole other world of Certina. Even so, if you just if you just Google Certina Rado, there's some cool images. Dude, Certina, fuck all this sports action turtle reach around shit bring these things back <laughs> these things are awesome right well i think rado is filling that gap for swatch so that's probably why you know you're not seeing it michael if i open my pantry and i have two separate shelves in my pantry doing two different things but on one shelf i have a thing of peanut butter and on another shelf i have a thing of jelly it's not very hard for me to try to figure out how to put them together i'm, I'm gonna do that right after this show <laughs> I just, I looked at the time and I was like, oh, I haven't had anything to eat all day, but that's, Did I inspire that's, you? <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I bought, I bought a huge, dude, I bought the biggest jar of Smuckers, <laughs> yes, which is the worst jam you can get, but by God, does it taste good. It's like purple, uh, purple color sugar, dude. $2.99. Great. <laughs> Went to Whole Foods. You can get a little tiny thimble of it for $6. Do you ever had? Have you ever had almond butter? Yeah, it's not is bad. It good. Uh, it's, peanut butter is king. Peanut butter is okay because I love almonds and like I feel like I feel like almond butter is like this thing that's like almost sinful and I'm I'm it's wrong that I want to try it but like I think about it and I daydream about it but I'm afraid I'm building it up in my head too much. You are so you haven't had it. I've never had it. I'm You'll afraid. probably enjoy just eating almonds way more. Well, oh, I do like okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I also I I'm I'm almost thirty four and I, I still haven't figured out how to pronounce almonds. You're saying it right? Yeah, almonds. How how do you say it? Some people oh. say almond. Well, some people are fucking wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I get nervous. I get nervous every. You time. don't say you don't say salmon, do you? No, I don't say salmon. But so, yeah. I know some people do. That's that's like okay. All right. I was I was scared. I was scared. I'm always scared oh, that I'm saying the word wrong. You're right. You got this. Almond. <laughs> Worlds full of monsters. But I think what we should probably start rounding the show. What I hope people got from the show is not that not that just Michael and I are a couple of fucking knuckleheads, but that um, there are if you're in a situation where you really want to buy a watch and this is this is a totally valid situation to find find yourself in like don't feel bad for this situation you find yourself a situation you have six seven hundred maybe eight hundred bucks maybe a thousand bucks maybe maybe a few hundred bucks to buy a watch and you really want to buy a watch you're in like a retail therapy mindset and you know you want something but you're kind of tired of just looking at all the same brands and you don't really know what to look at next or what sort of brand to dig into because if you're like me part of the fun of this hobby is just 
not even looking at watches, just hearing all these stories and looking at brands and understanding history and being able to look at someone's website and be like, this brand's full of shit and look at someone's website and be like, why doesn't this brand talk more about this? Like that whole discovery part. What I really hope is that from this episode, you gained Certina as an option, as an option of something for you to want to learn more about or for you to maybe fill that retail therapy space. If you see a watch on their site, you think it's awesome. The the one thing that does kind of happen every now and then with them that I realized that I I was guilty of is I assumed all their watches were giant. No. Yeah, I, I thought those action divers were, were pretty big and I, I was very surprised when I saw 38 millimeter. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Like that's 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 like my size. I just, I just did a chef's kiss. That wasn't me just blowing you a kiss. I was trying to do like the <laughs> but I realized you can't see me. So um, it was all, all you heard was just me making, making a kissy noise. You can you can blow me a kiss. That's I can, oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, no, but I, I think that's the main thing I would want people to take away from this show. Like, keep Sartina in mind if you're in a situation like that or if you're just like learning about new brands. Hope we got you started. Right on. I dig it. I dig this. Uh, I'm just so glad that this, um, this 200 meter diver is available somewhere now no i know right dude i want i want a rado fucking certina i want to i want to i want to i think the boys should come back i think we should get the band back together they even have quartz ones quartz versions of these yeah rado certinas well old ones old ones oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay okay yeah these are cool this is how you make a fucking splash rado slash certina Badass, man. Uh, well, here, let's do this. We really hope everyone enjoyed this week's episode, episode two cubed. Watch brands we know nothing about, Certina. If you have a watch brand, <laughs> you'd like for us to maybe, you know, loosely shoot the shit about on air, <laughs> definitely let us know what's up. You can hit us up at tbws.contact at gmail.com or you can uh maybe hit us up on instagram although i think we're probably going to turn our dms off soon just because it's getting a little crazy town or you can join the slack and let us know what's up there um hit up patreon.com slash two broke watch knobs and then you can see the tiers and like all that bullshit it's the it's the hanging watch dong tier that's the one for the slack um let me think check out the new website get into the slack I'm clearing house. I will kill all my darlings. Sartina's a really cool brand. They can probably do this whole new kind of US thing a bit better, but you know, obviously it's all good. Is that about it? Am I missing anything? I think that's about it. You're gonna buy a plane? Is that is that what's gonna happen? I'm definitely not gonna buy a plane. (laughs) What's the cheapest plane I could buy? Oh gosh. I don't know, man. It, it would be from the 70s in order for it to be the cheapest, which doesn't feel very safe. The cheapest the cheapest plane that I could buy and just fly into the air at least once before it fell apart. First of all, so probably from the 70s? Yeah, you can buy, find an old-ass Cessna for like 80000 maybe. The so doors are, the doors are going to open when you turn, but, <laughs> you know, it's part of the I fun. I can just strap them down with bungees, dude. <laughs> Is there a level of like quote unquote seaworthiness where like the FAA won't let me fly? Like, does the FAA have to go and look at my plane before I fly, or can I just buy a plane, have it delivered, and then just take off? Like, use my use my main road here as like a runway. 
like the main street celebration as a runway. Can There's there are some pretty strict regulations. You can't okay. do that. Okay. Okay. So they have to like they have to like look at my plane first and be like, okay, you can fly this thing. Yeah, it's not it's not like some of the some of the boats you see uh <laughs> down you in see, South Florida. You see some interesting boats. You see things which technically may not qualify as a boat. They may qualify as marine refuse. I've seen some giant styrofoam platform boats. <laughs> yeah, you won't get that in the air. Okay. <laughs> not, not in this country. <laughs> There's some old planes out there, but it's not it's it's not like like uh, old man's dinghy out uh, in Key Biscayne. So I can I can buy a derelict Cessna or I can buy a Tesla. Yeah, don't don't get either. <laughs> just just burn your cash, bro. But no, I think uh, I think that's a good recap. I think we're good. Is it is it that is it that sad time? Let's do it. Hope you all enjoyed the episode. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. My face hurts from smiling so much. And you are listening to Two Rope Watch Knobs. Later. Later.